Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. What's up, y'all? It's your girl, Ari, here. This is Christina Williams. It's Dawn Staley. I'm Miles Ehrlich. It's your girl, Jasmine Baker, here. And you're listening to About That. About That. About That. About That. So you know you got to stay locked into About That with your boy, B. Terrell. Deuces. I'm sobbing What's up, everybody? This is your boy, B. Terrell, and you are listening to About That. Thank you for tuning in to another week of my shenanigans. I am so excited. (laughs) You know you got to make those noises sometimes when you have a brain fart and you don't really know what it is that you want to say. But yeah, that's all. Uh, So yeah, I'm very excited. First of all, let me just start by saying I was able to save my money because as some of you all have proudly let me know, I was wrong in my picks of the four teams to make the final four and i stand on that i accept that so hey guess what i got it wrong but i also got a chance to keep my money so i don't even know where i was gonna buy y'all food from anyway but uh if you're if you're wondering what i'm talking about i made a i guess a deal or promise or whatever to the first person that emailed me to the show at about that bw at gmail.com that's my mr movie phone voice you know at the end of the commercials when they go and plug or like run the credits yeah that's what that was so if you want to email the show email us at about that bw at gmail.com but no for real i said that if you emailed me um basically the first person to email me and it has certain stipulations whatever i would buy you lunch if i got the final four teams correct yeah as we can see i did not the final four was between south carolina stanford louisville and yukon and you're probably aware that south carolina won their second national championship so congrats to the gamecocks congrats to don staley congrats to the fans of the program known as the fams congrats to the state of south carolina as a whole and Don made history as becoming the first black head coach, male or female, to win two national championships. So big shout out to her and um, for what she's been able to do there in Columbia, South Carolina. The Final Four was a really amazing experience. Outside of the cold, outside of the cold, um, everything was pretty good. Um, there, were, there were some nice food spots there. So shout out to all of you all who sent me recommendations on places to visit, to eat. That lobster roll at Smack Shack. Mm. Chef's Kiss was delightful. I went to Sushi Train. I, I went to Sushi Train three times while I was in Minneapolis. I was there for six days and I went three times, literally three times. Um, I got a chance to see Jasmine Sullivan. I went to, I went early. So I love Jasmine Sullivan. So it was right on time that actually she was having a show there the week of the final four. So I just went a couple of days early so that way I could be able to see her because the tickets down here were insane. So I was like, Ooh, yeah, I'm not about to pay that. So I was able to find me a good little ticket up there in Minnesota. And, um, but yeah, the final four atmosphere was amazing. The coaches, the other media members had a chance to meet a lot of people who I've been um, interacting with on social media for the past, what, two years since we've been stuck in the house, quote unquote, stuck in the house over the panorama. And um, yeah, so it was fun being the chance to find getting the chance to finally see them in person and to mix and mingle with people and, you know, just to chop it up. Had some good times. The food was good. The drinks were good. The games were amazing. And um I just want to say, yo, first of all, Brie Bill did what needed to be done um, in the first game against Louisville. Brie Bill needed, did what needed to be done against Haley Van Lith. Like, sis was swatting shots and driving to the basket and getting steals and rebounds. Like, sis was doing her thing. Obviously, Destiny and Aaliyah um victoria saxton zaya everybody the the entire team 
And for the UConn versus for UConn versus Stanford, most people had Stanford winning that game, but UConn was able to um, handle business in advance to um, their national their first national championship game since 2016. And so, um, like Paige had an amazing game. Um, Aaliyah Edwards, I think that was the game between the of the post players during that game. But you know, Paige was cooking as well. Paige was cooking. I think she probably went off for like 24, 27. I'm, I can't remember the exact points she had, but she, she, you know, they did what needed to be done against uh, Stanford. And then in the national championship game, South Carolina came out swinging. They withstood the runs between um, that, that UConn was making, but South Carolina came out swinging and they, they just, they were able to just, you know, wire to wire, take it on in and, you know, win their second national championship. Shout out to Destiny Henderson. Aaliyah Boston got the um, the most outstanding player of the final four of the tournament. But Destiny Henderson, that championship game, she had her fingers all over it. Points, assists, steals. Like, she, you know, her defense on page, um, like, Sis was their senior leader that night and shouts out to her shouts out to the program once again um shouts out to dawn basically in the post game you know given that moment um and i'm pretty sure my guests will be talking about that as well but shouts out to dawn saying you know how she just wants to really elevate you know black content creators and sports journalists for women's basketball and she's going to send us a piece of the net y'all she's going to send us a piece of the net i'm so excited i can't wait to get my little piece and and if you know anything about if you know anything about Dawn and what she's been able to do um, there and or what she has done, you know, when she's won these games, you know, obviously, um, you know, you know the story. It's been played over and over and over so many times. What starting probably in 2017, right after they won their first one, you know, Carolyn Pick, you know, how she um, started that tradition. I won't say tradition, but how it was initially passed to her. She got a piece of it and how she passed it on the Dawn because she felt like Dawn was just right there. And so Dawn was, you know, having this time going back and forth, who's going to get a piece of it. So what she did was she passed it on earlier before the start of this season. She got, she decided to, uh, pass that net on to all of the black, um, head coaches in, uh, women's basketball and everyone got their piece of the net. And it was just like, it, it, it was dope. It, it was a dope feeling. And she said, you know, with this one, she's going to give it out to the black, uh, the black uh, journalist. And I appreciate that because she was like, yo, y'all going to see these people. Y'all going to hear these people. Y'all going to read their stuff and support them and elevate them. So shout out to Dawn for that. Always a class act. And I just really, really appreciate her for, you know, what she's done. So, um, you know, now that means that. You know, the college basketball season is over. And so those players have, you know, they had the 48-hour turnaround. If you were playing within the Final Four, you had a 48-hour turnaround from the day of your last game to enter your name into the draft. You had to relinquish your actual eligibility because, you know, for the next few years, they're going to have to go through that process because everyone who was in school at the start of the 2020, 2020 to 2021 season was granted an additional year of eligibility. And so um, Destiny Henderson, uh, Kristen Williams, Ivina Westbrook, Olivia Nelson, Adota, um, Lexi Hall, and Anna Wilson and Emily Inksler, they all declared for the draft. I hope I'm not um, forgetting anyone. I went off the top of the off the top of my dome. So I think those are everyone who was playing in the final four who decided to declare for the draft. And so um, those individuals will very well hear, will very well possibly hear their names be called. Anything can happen, but they will hear their names be called tomorrow. And yeah, so it's been a fun and amazing uh, college basketball season. I was able to go around to a lot of the programs this year. I got to Maryland. I did South Carolina. I did Eastern Carolina. I did Duke, North Carolina State. I went to Portland. I went to where else did I go? Um, oh man, I'm drawing a blank. Where else? I went to some other schools as well. I went to Louisville. Um, did I go to South? Carolina? I didn't get a chance to go to South Carolina State, but I went to I went to quite a bit of schools. And next year, I'm definitely going to go to a lot more. So you'll be seeing me. You'll be seeing Beats Rail and Made for the W on your campus, whatever. 
Um, but I'm really excited. You know, I've, I always wanted to have an emphasis, especially on the mid-major schools. So I'm getting out to all of those programs, a lot of those programs. I'm not going to say all because, you I mean, you know, I'm getting out to a lot of those programs next season. And I'm just really excited about the growth of women's basketball. And I'm going to do my part to help grow the game as much as possible. But, yeah. The draft is coming up. It's going to be held in New York uh, tomorrow. And so, you know, a lot of your favorites will hear their names uh, be called. And there's a lot of talk, you know, about who's going to go first, who's going second, who was invited, who wasn't invited. So um, that's what I want to do. Um, coming up next, after this little short break, I'm going to go get me a little drinky drink, drink or something like that. And then I have a special guest. Uh, Christina Williams, and she, we're going to talk about her start, and then we're going to also talk about the mock draft and give some of our predictions on who we think is going to go where. So buckle up, go get you a drink or something too, and I'll be back right after this. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, guys, hope you enjoyed that break. We are back with About That. And I have someone who I am so happy for everything that she's doing, Miss Christina Williams, the breaker of all things breaking news and founder of Girls Talk Sports TV. How are you, Christina? Hey, Terrell, what's good? (laughs) So excited to be on About That. Finally. (laughs) Finally, right, right? (laughs) All is well, all is well. I'm glad we could do this. Right. I thank you for being on here. And obviously, you know, we're always giving you your flowers for everything that you do when it comes to, you know, just women's sports in general. You are definitely a trailblazer. And um, I, what it's been about two years, I think, almost two years that I've had a chance to know you actually mm-hmm. didn't get a chance to meet un- in person. What until last summer, I think. Yep. Yeah. And it was like <laughs> it was an instant connection. All Star or finals. It was one of those things. All Star. No. The Atlanta, we met before that. We oh, met Atlanta. In Atlanta, yep. Yes, yep. yeah. Oh, God, that was that was a night. That was <laughs> it started raining. Right. <laughs> Atlanta was in, like, this crazy rainstorm at the time. Um, Power outages everywhere, yep. like, from north to south. So, yeah, so been <laughs> almost a year since we met in person, but the, the connection was just there immediately, and you've always yeah. been someone that I always pinpointed and, like, yo, I, I love what she's doing, and, you know, um, have basically been an inspiration and a mentor to me. So I appreciate that. I appreciate that. You know, no mushy stuff just because you're here. Like, I'm telling the honest truth. And you know, I always tell you. So I just, yeah. it. Um, I guess, you know, we're going to make a little quick interview, you know, because we got to let everybody know who you are. So go ahead and do a quick introduction. Then I'm going to get into a few questions. Hey guys, for you, those of you who don't know me, my name is Christina Williams. I am the founder of Girls Talk Sports TV, which is a social di- digital platform that covers all things WNBA and women's basketball. I got my start in the sports media world in 2018. I uh, created my own platform. Long story short, I was looking for opportunities in sports as a reporter and wasn't getting any callbacks, was getting rejected left and right. And so instead of just sulking or waiting for someone to give me an opportunity, I just went out and did it myself. Um, I'm from Harlem, New York, and it's all about hustle where I'm from. So just uh, got into hustle mode, created my platform, uh, married my two passions of sports and storytelling. I'm a journalist by trade, went to school, have a degree in journalism. But also um, basketball has always been a part of my life um, since I was a kid. So 
um, it's fun. Like, you know, it doesn't feel like work for me. It just feels like, um, you know, doing what I love. And so I'm having a lot of fun uh, creating content, uh, doing some reporting. Uh, and then in the last year or so, year and a half or so, been recognized by Forbes under 30, hashtag sports. Um, my former college just informed me that I'm like one of their 40 under 40 alumni, most influential, oh, which is kind of crazy because, because like Lin-Manuel Miranda went there, Vin Diesel, like so many famous people. And then like, they're like, you're one of the 40. I'm like, whoa. Okay. Go ahead um, and drop the name know. of your high school right quick. Let everybody know. Oh, well, well, high school is different. That was my college. Your college, college dropped the name of your college, my bad. But I went to LaGuardia High School in New York, which was like the fame school. So if you guys ever watched the fame movie, they made one, I think, in the 80s or 70s. And then they remade it in 2009 with the Tory Naughton from uh-huh. Power. So like, yeah, I went to that art school. Um, I'm a visual artist also by trade. I draw, I paint, I do it all. Do ceramics, glass blowing, whatever you want, like. That is a side of me that I don't really show, but like, yeah, I'm a visual artist also. Um, and so like going back to who I am, uh, yeah, founder of Girls Talk Sports TV, made Forbes under 30, but really just, like I said, marrying those two passions of sports and storytelling for me, um, you know, I want to be a reflection of the league that I cover. So like amplifying black stories is definitely important to me, but also like you said, mentioned earlier, like being a mentor, helping others who are on the same path as me, um, so I participate in various mentorship programs through the Forbes Under 30 um, network, but also um, in my own network, I coach uh, youth girls basketball here in New York City, uh, also youth mentor and helping college students as well in media. So I do a little bit of everything. I don't know. Where do how you find the time? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But, you know, for me, it's, it's all about making that impact and difference. So that's who I am. And something that you talked about, um, you mentioned, you said that you you love what you do and, and it doesn't feel like work. And I, I'm a firm believer in that. I've always been taught that if you love what you do, it'll never feel like work. And really? I can definitely <laughs> say that is true. That yep. is true. I always tell people, um, obviously, I'm newer to mm-hmm. the whole world of sports media. But I remember my first time covering WNBA All-Star. Yep. And I was dog tired like tired my feet were burning like not even burning they were yelling this was back in 2019 and as tired as I was I wanted to keep going keep going because I was enjoying it and when I got to the room I basically crashed and I was like let's do it again that's how Mm -hmm. that's how I knew I was on that right path and that I actually enjoyed this because in the middle of me being like exhausted I wanted to keep going and I was like I love this and so it's yeah it's been amazing so um obviously you know getting the chance to see what you do you know taking bits and pieces like yo like i i want to do those things so and you talked about what prompted you to start girls talk sports tv when did you know that this was the space for you i mean i'm still trying to figure out (laughs) just just keeping it real no that's i I, I appreciate the transparency about that um you know like you know, being in this space has its highs and lows, right? I'm someone who is an independent creator. I'm not a part of a major corporation. I don't have a major corporation backing me. So mm-hmm. every day I'm faced with challenges and it feels like I'm fighting for my life literally every day. Although people are like, you don't have to, you don't have to do that. You've made it. I'm like, no, I, I have not made it anywhere yet. Um, you know, there's still a long ways to go, but I guess to answer your question, when did I feel like I was a part of this space? Um, I just like, for me just coming from an aspect of playing sports I guess like in the sense of having a team or people around you who rally behind you I didn't really feel that until no like when I started Girls Talk Sports TV I started it with people I went to school with um like on the creative side I had my girl Marsha Ree who I went to film the media classes with Miguel um Ari uh, my friend Kelly um, so like I started girls talk sports, even still have like a team with me, but like I started it in that sense and felt like, okay, this is always going to be a place of community. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the sports industry, in the professional sense, um, still trying to find my footing and, and where I belong in, in this industry, even after three years, even after making the Forbes under 30, um, being a newsbreaker is something I feel like every year I'm like growing and involving in this space. And so like now, you know, people 
um, you know, I'm a newsbreaker now, right? Mm-hmm. So I started as a content creator. Now I'm a newsbreaker. So it's a different ballgame. So I'm trying to figure out how to navigate through that. But, you know, the community in and around sports, they always make me feel like I belong sometimes. You know, <laughs> I wish I had a bone. I wish I had like one of those buzzers, like duh, 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 when you say, you know, you're a newsbreaker because, yes, <laughs> you like you, you're not just gonna just skirt past that and like oh, drop a little thing. Nah, <laughs> like people come to you when they want to know something, they come to you. Like, we're gonna, we gonna get an official name. You got an official name for that? Not yet, but <laughs> I've seen some names floating around. K called it, Christina called it. Yep, they say K bomb. Shout out to Muffin. I think Muffin made that up. Shout but Christina called it. Yeah, I think she made that up. Okay, well, yeah, shout out to you, so. Muffet. And if you know Muffet, <laughs> if you know Muffet, you already know what it is. That's Muffin is Muffin, Muffin is. Muffin, yeah. Look, I don't know where Ty Harris is going after Dallas. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. She's going to hear this, and she's going to definitely have something to say. So I love it. Now, now you're talking about building community, and you know, being in this space. So, speaking of that, who? I guess, were your inspirations or who, I guess, will you look at and say, yo, these are some people that I've been able to work with that kind of serve as your mentors, if there, if there's any. People I've worked with that served as my mentor, people that I watch. Well, I'm from New York. So like, good morning, America, watching like Robin Roberts. I mean, which is so crazy, right? Like I grew up in New York every morning before I, I would go to school and stuff or work, whatever. I used to have the TV on Good Morning America watching Robin Roberts. Okay. So like, I remember in the 2019 finals, we were in Connecticut and I'm doing like the pregame content stuff. And, you know, they have the celebrity sitting in the front row. Mm-hmm. And so I, I was like, okay, let me shoot Robin um, in the front row. So I stopped, I was like, hey, can I take a picture of you? And she's like, how about you get in the picture? And I was like, what? I was like, we get in the pic. Like, I'm working. And she made me take a picture with her. I'm glad she made me do that because it just brought everything full circle. But also um, what inspired me too was seeing Shannon Bobbitt growing up in Harlem. Um, she's someone who played under Pat Summit, played with Candace Parker at, at Tennessee, got drafted by the Sparks um, and had a WNBA career. But just seeing her in the neighborhood, beating all the neighborhood boys and then going to the professional level, that was inspiring to know that basketball can change your life in that kind of way mm-hmm. um, but to answer your question again because I always go off on a tangent but there's no, many no, people no. who inspire me um, my grandmother my mom um, and then in the sports world uh, Sharon Bond from Dykeman Basketball she's a mentor to me right even right now um, before like while I was starting Girls Talk Sports she gave me an opportunity to be an intern at Dykeman. And if you've ever been to Dykeman basketball in the summertime, it gets a little crazy. So imagine you being like a reporter in that environment. It was mm-hmm. like throwing someone into the deep end and be like, hey, like be a reporter. Go swim. But like, <laughs> that's where you learn how to be tough and you earn your stripes because, you know, um, being like a sideline reporter at Dykeman really helped me um, to learn a lot and just be in that atmosphere. But also they call it the red carpet of street ball. So you have you know, elite athletes coming out in, in New York City summers. Like if you're in the summer, if you're in New York in the summer, you have to stop by Dykeman to like watch a game or two. But Miss B is what who they call her. Uh, she's just someone who's older, who always gives me like career advice. She listens to me like whenever I need to vent, um, gives me great pointers about how to navigate through the industry, how to carry myself. So yeah, uh, she's one of my mentors in the industry. Okay. Okay, and you know, speaking of the industry, obviously the industry that we cover, mm-hmm. um, give me your Final Four experience because I talked to them before this okay. about my experience. What was it like being at the Final Four? In Minneapolis? In Minneapolis, yes. Oh, um, being in Minneapolis last weekend was definitely an experience. I didn't spend much, I didn't spend the whole week. I was just like, okay, I'm just going to go on the weekend because I had prior um, commitments to do in New York, so I flew there for the weekend and it was, first of all, it was very cold. The weather was. Now that's interesting. You're talking about it's cold because you're in New York. I know, but it was a different type of cold in Minneapolis. It was, it was snowing. Like one day it started snowing. You're right. You're right. (laughs) Um, So, but all in all, like my experience in many was great. Like it felt like a reunion of some sorts because a lot of the people that were there, I haven't seen in a few years because of the pandemic. So, I mean, I saw you, I always see you around, but I'm saying like other people, no, I feel you, I feel you. Um, like it was a chance to reconnect, but also it was really my first time seeing South Carolina 
um, um, play in person because we were all planning throughout the panel like we're gonna go do a group trip to see South Carolina. Yeah. So you know, I, I, to be able to see them play in the flesh, like up close and personal, it's like mm-hmm. oh shoot, like you know, of course you watch the games on TV, but to be able to really see that and witness history, mm-hmm. it was great. And then you know, we had that moment in the presser during the title oh, game. Oh gosh. Um, that you know, I'm very vocal speaking about like. <laughs> You know, first of all, shout out to South Carolina for for winning yes. the national title. Mm-hmm. Coach Don Staley made history by being the first black head coach, man or woman, to win mm-hmm. two titles. Mm-hmm. Like just witnessing history, I guess it hasn't registered yet to me. Like, oh my god, like where are we talking about this years to come? Like, this is the very moment where it's like, okay, this space we're entering into the Don Staley era of basketball, mm-hmm. and like. South Carolina is is going to be the standard moving forward. You know what I mean? Like, right. I feel you. Crazy to wrap your, your head around that. But uh, back to that press conference moment. Ooh, shout um, out to her for making sure that she said she wanted to elevate black voices and we're going to get us a little yes. piece of the net. Shout out to her. So Coach Staley um, opened up by saying, you know, she gave a piece of the championship net to former coaches and that she then wants to, at some point, give a piece of the championship net to journalists who elevate the game, black journalists who elevate the game. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, me and B Terrell, uh, we raised our hand to have follow-up questions and wasn't called on for about 40 minutes in a press conference, like literally literally being skipped over. And I felt like it was, you know, may have been done on purpose. And then in the last five minutes, we were finally called on and B. Terrell asked this question. It was answered. Then it was my turn. It was my turn. Mm-hmm. I was called on. She said Sitting I was right next. beside me. Right beside B. Terrell. I have the mic in my hand. And this woman snatches the mic out of my hand as I'm getting ready to talk. This white woman snatches the mic out of my hand as I'm ready to talk. And I just felt like in that moment, my power was taken away from me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as a reporter, like your mic is, you know, one mic. You yes. your mic. Um, and it was snatched away from me and she tried to give it to another reporter who was in front of us. And it really made me angry in the moment, but I was mm-hmm. like, I'm gonna keep it professional and just breathe. I know Judy Gaston had her phone out and she mm-hmm. like took some pictures of the, moment, of the moment, but it was like, we had waited over 40 minutes to first be called on literally like raising two hands, raising one hand, raising one hand, raising one hand. And it's just like, this is the microaggressions that Black people have to face in, in this industry. And in that moment, I felt like a slap in the face, like how Will Smith slapped Chris Rock. <laughs> I felt like I got slapped in the face in that moment because it was like, yo, like one, we've been sitting here respectfully, um, you know, graciously um, waiting for our turn to speak. And then when it's my turn to speak, you snatch the mic out of my hand. And then once they realized the optics of what just happened, they were like, oh, no, 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 no. I meant to call, like, it is, it is her turn when you already said it was my turn to speak. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, <laughs> at that moment, I just did, I went away with the initial question that I had and had to ask Don, you know, about diversity in a newsroom because, you know, all of the people who mainly filled the room were white men. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, like, just seeing that it's just like this is a visual representation of everything that i'm building my platform to fight against and so it was a moment for me to experience that um in minnesota but all in all it was a great experience to see you know other creators of the journalists who three years ago you know we were all grinding out you know hard and just to see our growth you know other creators of color other reporters, analysts, you know, to see everybody in their element doing their thing, it made me happy mm-hmm. to see Monica McNutt on the on the broadcast team in different events, to see you, our, you know, everybody um, that was there. It was like, yeah, we really did that. Yeah. We are it, doing it. It, it was it was special, definitely. And it oh especially coming off of being robbed <laughs> of the New Orleans experience in 2020. I think that that was going to be a special one. I was excited because that was going to be like my first full year of covering uh, or in sports media. And so I was looking forward to one, yes, obviously New Orleans, but then two, yes. you know, just to be able to mingle with everyone. But I feel like obviously everything happens for a reason. And yep. I was just so, I was so, I was better prepared 
fast forward a few years um then i think i would have been in 2020 so yes but like you said all in all it was a great experience um don't let that happen again when you're snatching our mics because we we're not talking listen, about that anymore like listen that was wild i had to do a little <laughs> you had on a yellow jacket you can't miss me i'm the highlighter people were stopping me after the press conference saying yo who's your friend with the yellow jacket so if they noticed you from 50 feet back i mean yeah. come on exactly and it's just like at some point you know people the powers that be they gotta stop playing in our face like stop. have to all together you know what I mean? mm-hmm. <laughs> just have to because literally calling on the same people three and four times and just purposely skipping people like how does that grow the game in any way I agree. especially for a south carolina press conference where the independent media and creators of color have been the driving force when the big media ignored them up until this point that's true it was the fam and the independent media who were the driving force to getting them that national coverage when big media was bashing or not even paying attention to them mm-hmm. so does it completely ignore someone like you Terrell, who was like one of the, the leaders in in covering South Carolina is like stop you playing. Know, I, stop I'm playing. Think, I'm I'm just grateful that I'm saved because I want to cuss. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? That that's it. We're gonna leave Minneapolis there. We're gonna leave we're the gonna final leave four it, there. But it was an overall good experience. Yeah, when overall great experience. Happened, yeah. When that mic was snatched out of my hand, it just made me feel a type of way because it it, it shouldn't have happened, but. <laughs> and it, it, did. it was my turn to it was my turn to speak mm-hmm. you handled you know, but so. you handled it really well you handled it really well Thank i can you. definitely <laughs> say that now so since we are obviously you know you are the newsbreaker of yes. all things news breaking for uh women's basketball you know what's coming up tomorrow um tomorrow <laughs> the WNBA draft yes yes so yes everyone has already had a chance to hear if they if this is their first time being introduced to you, they've had a chance to hear your background. So we're about to put that to the test and we're going to let you drop some nuggets out here. And we're going to both, you know, talk briefly, I'll say about the first round. We're just going to do the first round. We understand that there are over a hundred entrants into the uh, WNBA draft this year. We know that as of right now, uh, for those of you that may not be as aware, um, there are 36 draft spots. All 36 may not make the team, but there are 36 spots. 12 individuals have been invited um, to the WME draft, which will be held in New York. 108 people declared. And 108 people have declared. (laughs) So we're going to start. And I'm excited because if you've been following me, you know why I'm excited for the first spot. The I'm going to proclaim this right here. I've already been doing it on Twitter probably for the past year but i think the 22 the 20 22 excuse me wnba's finals champ atlanta dream yes i'm going ahead and claiming that right now don't get used to me saying it the atlanta dream acquired the first overall pick and they, they they traded uh, with Washington, they moved down. Basically, they traded their third pick and the 14th overall pick to the Washington Mystics to acquire Atlanta, uh, I mean, to acquire the number one pick. So, Christina, I'm going to let you go first. Mm-hmm. Who do you feel is going number one? Because we've seen we've seen some varying reports. We've seen some different opinions on who mm-hmm. should be number one. But who do you think is going number one? If we're talking best player uh, mm-hmm. to go number one, first of all, I think it's a toss-up between Alyssa and Ryan. Uh-uh, but, I do, <laughs> but I do I do think that Ryan Howard would be the number one pick to Atlanta. Um, I, for me, she's the most league ready of, of the bunch. Mm-hmm. Um, she's someone who can transition very well um, into the pros. Uh, she She's an efficient scorer. Mm-hmm. Um, she is an all-American player. Uh, she has that size and athleticism to adapt right away and to help the dream right away. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, I think now that- I don't like how you said that, help us right away. It made it <laughs> seem like we need a lot of help. We are going to yeah. be the champs. Listen, <laughs> so we do- I don't know about y'all being the champs, but <laughs> I, I do think that, you know, Dan, uh, who, you know, for me, the dream didn't do so well in free agency, yeah. but, you know, they have a chance to redeem themselves by trading that, that, uh, that pick with Washington to get the best player in this draft when we mm-hmm. talk about needing immediate help. 
Ryan Howard is someone who can potentially be the franchise player for that team um, and, and help out right away. Um, she, do you think she's a starter right away? Do I think that Ryan can start right away? I do. I think so. I, think I so. do. She, I think she can start. She, she um, has the three, the three ball. Um, she's an efficient shooter. And so I, I think that that's all, that's all qualities and characteristics that the dream need in terms of their roster build out. Of course, they still have more work to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but if we're talking about someone who can make immediate impact um, out of this draft class, it's definitely Ryan Howard. Okay. All right. And I agree. No, no rebuttal, <laughs> anything here. I agree. All right. So number two, a team that has, I think, if I'm not mistaken, four picks in the first round. Yes, they do. Indiana Fever. Yeah, so from like I said, it was a toss-up between one and two. I said Ryan was going number one. The list is definitely going number two because the fever needs everything. Like they literally need help <laughs> everywhere. They and need more so, than a dream. And so yes. And so uh we're talking about the next best player available is definitely Melissa. Um she uh is one of five players in the country who averaged 20 and 10 in her in her senior season. She's an efficient scorer, she can finish at the basket. Um, she can be an elite four player, like playing the forward. She can be mm-hmm. a forward. Um, she can run a small ball offense. And I think that she's versatile on defense and offense. And so we're talking about the fever. If I'm the fever, I would choose Melissa before I choose a guard or a wing player. So like mm-hmm. I would snatch her up at mm-hmm. two and then use the other picks to get like a wing and a guard. So okay. I-, I think that Melissa goes number two. We're thinking the same thing so far. I like that. You know, we're on the same page. Okay. I think we're probably both going to think the same for number three. Um, Yeah. Who do you have going to the Mystics? Well, it's kind of written, right? I mean, (laughs) even if you look at the the kind of uh, marketing around the draft, it says it's being headlined by Howard Smith and Austin. Yeah. So number three is definitely going to be Shakira Austin going to Washington, in my opinion. Uh, I know people joked about the, the coach yo on uh, on Twitter spaces and saying maybe Coach T. Uh, <laughs> heard Shout out to the committee. Things. Shout out to the committee. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to them. Maybe maybe he heard some of the takes and wanted to trade that pick. But uh, Shakira Austin, she's six five, right? She's tall. Um, she's someone who could score in the paint. She has a mid range game. She's a great defender. One of the best defenders of this draft class. That's true. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that. You know, Washington can definitely take her in terms of we don't know where Elena Deladon is going to be at the start of the season in terms of her health, right? right. And so you you want a player like Austin to get in there and make an impact right away. Um, and then Washington, they have, you know, they did great in free agency. They also have Alicia Clark coming back. Mm-hmm. And so, like, you know. They still got Maisha. Right. So, you know, adding a player like Austin to the mix will definitely, you know, align with the culture of an identity of that Mystics team, right? And she and, gets to go home. Right, right. And there's nothing better than a homecoming. You got Tiana Hawkins coming back, her homecoming Wait as well. Everybody's okay, because Elena, okay. Elena's not far from, I don't think Delaware is that far from um, DC. Tiana right. Hawkins is home. Shatori Walker Kimber. I'm not sure if she's from there. I know she Listen, played it's, there. It's a homecoming for a lot of these You're players right. on the Mystics. Um, and so, you know, she will fit right in, like I said, to that culture of the team, the identity of that team that Coach T wants to bring and and probably help them bring bring them back into a playoff contention team. Um, don't think the Mystics will win the championship in 2022, but definitely um, adding a player like Austin could definitely bring them back into um, postseason contention. So you see them in the playoffs? I do. If, if I all do the, if, if yeah, because like you have, they did pretty good in free agency. Um, yeah. You know, had some hiccups last season due to they injuries. Took my Elizabeth Williams. <laughs> the dreams. That's more. Yes, E will got E will. So you know, um, I definitely think the Mystics can make you know postseason noise. All uh, right, so because you mentioned something, and I I, I don't want to put pressure on them, and I I I haven't seen anyone say this and I know they're different players but you remember um how this draft has basically been advertised like you said Austin Howard and Smith yes do you think I don't want to be putting targets on anyone but you remember that 2013 draft where you had the three to see with Griner <laughs> Diggies yep. at the time and yep. Deladon do you think that possibly we could be looking at you know three future 
champ, well, champions or you know, mm-hmm. all stars, Olympians, because I haven't seen in, in recent memory, I haven't, I don't remember a draft that was advertised with the big three or the top three, three headliners. Right. I mean, and, yeah. I mean, this this top twelve even right is such yeah. a deep twelve. I mean, last year's draft class was kind of. But, you know, this one, you know, it could go kind of any way after the first three picks. Um, and so I, I think that we do see future champions and Olympians. I mean, Melissa is someone that I've, I've been watching Sid for a while now, watching her game, even as a freshman when she won that championship in Baylor and how she stepped up in a major way. Yeah. Their game continues to grow and get better, right? And so mm-hmm. at the professional level with their athleticism and size, I feel like all three of these top three picks can definitely, you know, thrive in the WNBA transition very well. Okay. So now we're going back to another FIFA pick. Now this is where it's, I won't say a free fall, but it's like, okay. It, it kind of is. You take? Like everybody, <laughs> like who, I mean, you can that take four. anyone here. So who, who are you taking that for? So if we're talking best guards available, right? If we're talking wing players, I'm going with Kirsten Bell. Um, okay. You know, she's averaged 23.5 points a game, um, shooting very efficient, or I think over 60%, uh, and she can play multiple positions. So if I'm the fever, if I'm Lynn Dunn, right, after I got my, my big or my, my number four player um, and Melissa Smith, I'm going to go with a wing and Kirsten Bell. Okay, I can see that. Um, Bell is or Nia, or Nia, or Nia. Which is a she's a three um sorry or near a guard but I would go with Michigan Bell. State yeah I would Ooh, go she I can would light go, it up I would go yeah I think the people will choose her um at at the uh wait we are what pick four five six, four at now. State, six pick right or a seven they got the six again they have the six so I think that they will choose both Bell and Fountain but they'll if I'm if I'm Lynn, I'm going for Bell first, and then going for the guard and and, and Clouton because that that court with Kelsey Mitchell like that would be ridiculous. Number one, like uh-huh. she's a shooter, shoot the lights out. She's small, but you know she's an efficient guard. Yeah. So like I would go with the wing player and Bell, someone who can shoot really well outside the arc, someone who is a great kind of like two way player, an efficient scorer because the Fever needs scoring. To help, yes. you know, they you got rid the of Allen, you know, no more Kaiser, oh, yeah. you know, like so. Yeah, we're talking about rebuilding for size. I forgot because Lavender's right. gone. Um, uh, they have Bernadette. Allen's gone. Right. They got Bernadette. They got Elena Coates. Oh yeah, they they so I, they need guard. They need scores, right? Yeah, and they need some players scoring. who can play. So if I'm taking Alyssa at. And she can play the four position, like number four at the forward. Then I'm thinking, okay, what else do I need? What else do I need? You need a guard. You need you need a wing player. So I'm going Bell, and then at six, I'm picking Nia. Okay. If I'm late. All right, now your local team, your yep, local yep. team, the go ahead to the nearby. Because you're rebuilding for the future, right? You're That's true. That is true, though. And so I'm picking Alyssa, Bell, and Nia. That's three solid players from this draft. You're, you're talking about help right now. Now, I don't know how Bell and Nia will translate the W. They probably won't be – start off at a, a fast start like a player like Melissa probably could right at the right. floor. Like, but, you know. There's there's the opportunity there. Right. There's opportunity for, for them to grow, for them to play behind, behind some of the guards on the fever and learn from, you know, a Bria Hartley type, you know. So, oh, yeah, they got Bria Hartley, Tiffany Mitchell, yes. Danielle Robinson, and exactly. Kelsey so, Mitchell, they, they so. have good vets that they can learn from. That's true. But it when we're talking about up. building the future of the team, I'm thinking let's take Smith, Bell, Clout. But let's go to the number five pick at the New York Liberty. Now, I, okay, so I'm gonna go with this one because I feel like, all right, the Liberty they they, they made the playoffs mm-hmm. the last minute, they made the playoffs last year, and they want more. They've added Steph Dolson. You already yep. have back Natasha Howard. You got Benajelani, Sabrina Ionescu. You got Sammy. So it's like, all right, we have you, you got the rookie of the year, Michaela Onyewede. Um, I think defense is probably what they're going to look to bring 
and it's gonna be Emily. Yep, I feel like, and then boom, another homecoming. I feel like it's Emily Engsler from Louisville. Oh yeah, without a doubt, it's definitely going to be Emily. She's someone that doesn't necessarily need the ball in her hand to be effective. She Mm -hmm. can shoot the three ball. Um, She's disruptive. She's disruptive. New York needs more shooting. Yeah. Right. She's great size at six. I think she's like six one, six two. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that because she doesn't need the ball in her hand, you have players like Stephanie, like Sabrina, like Michaela, all these players. Without a doubt, if I'm Sandy Brandello, as a coach, I'm like, okay, who who can we choose? I'm going with Emily. All right. I think that's a done deal there, Emily. Boom. Number six. You already said go with Cloud. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Now, now here's toss up seven. <laughs> what is Dallas gonna do? Who are they gonna take? Ooh. Are they gonna keep the pick? Are they gonna trade the pick? Like, what is Dallas going to do? I thought that this is a pick that could potentially be on the move. Um, yeah, I think you know so. Dallas likes to keep all of their picks, but then Seattle doesn't have a first round pick. Maybe they draft for someone. I felt like Dallas or Seattle will possibly, I mean, excuse me, Dallas or Indiana will possibly be drafting for someone else. Like maybe yep. trading it to Phoenix or trading it to Seattle. Who knows? So Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. Uh, and then, you know, Bella announced this week mm-hmm. that she's taking the season off for personal reasons. So who do you then choose? They don't need no more bigs. They already got the whole, almost the whole I league mean, of bigs. If you go with Sa- Sa- uh, Satu Sabali's sister, right? Ooh. I mean... At and they do team. like to reunite. They got a pair of Gamecocks. They got a right. pair of um Notre Dame players. They got um some Huskies. It might as well go ahead and get another Oregon like My player only concern for her is her injuries. Like she's mm-hmm. injury prone and maybe, you know, other GMs. But like you said, they can potentially trade this number seven pick because Dallas, I mean, they have a great young core ready. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know how the team will fare without Bella. But if you draft a player like Sabali, um, then you know you have a good player who can score on the inside of the paint and, and on the floor. And so maybe they trade her or waive her. We don't mm-hmm. know, but I think that she's the next best available or fit for that team. Because they picked up McCowan too, and they have Izzy. Oh, yeah. They got they Izzy. they waived Imani. So you know it's yeah, they could probably use some more post plays because they're yeah. Okay. So Here's they have another. Charlie still, but it's like, you know. You got Charlie, Izzy, Sabri, and Awok. You got McCowan. They could be drafted, like you said, for someone else. Yeah, so look, I can't wait. Every I think one to five is kind of like, mm, yeah, six on below. Yeah. Like now <laughs> we're at eight. What is Minnesota going to do? So here's no my idea. thing. Do you... Obviously, we know this is sales last year. That's what I was thinking. You have to say what I'm about to say. Go are they going to... I don't want to say tank. I don't think... Because they have too much talent to tank. Um, Obviously, we'll see... Um, tank for who? Aaliyah. Aaliyah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but do you get a big... Um, Because I, do you get a big this in this year's draft? Or do you possibly... You know, I don't want to say anyone's going to intentionally tank. But we'll see. Um... Not Ray, yeah. but we'll, oh, I'm God. a GM. We'll, I'm taking for a week now. Take for a week. <laughs> Start the campaign now. But like, what bigs would they take? And I think that that's why a lot of the experts have Sika Kone going there. She's six three from Mali, so that's some size. Um, she's nineteen, so she's young. She probably have to catch up to the pro game or to the you know WNBA game. Like because um Renaya Davis, she was injured last year, so she'll be have she'll have the chance to play this season. They got Ariel Powers, they got Kayla McBride. Um, who knows? Maya Moore may come back now. I doubt that's ah. gonna happen. But I feel like they're probably <laughs> gonna get a post player here because um um Demiris, is this the also the last year of her contract? Cause I think when she signed in the bubble, she resigned just for two years. So she's a player. She's definitely a player. I can see resigning and staying with the Lynx. Mm-hmm. And then longer. not sure how long they're going to be without fee. Right. If she plays at all this season. So do they get like that stretch player or do they get somebody in the post to kind of build for the future? Is this well, a Sika is someone who has that professional experience? Um, well-decorated player. 
And I think that she could thrive if they draft her to learn on just one of the greatest yes. centers of all time, yes. Sylvia Fowles, and and that and her final season. So I can see it happening. Um, but you know, Cheryl Reed. I mean, she's one of the greatest coaches and GMs of all of all time in WBA. Yeah, so. she knows how. I, her she, and Mike, they know how to pull it out of people. I'll say mm-hmm. her and Mike Tebow. So okay, boom, number nine. Now this could be another pick that's on the move this because is... the Sparks got a full roster, and 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 I'm going. Wait, I to thought say... the Beaver had the nine. Am I... No, um, Sparks got. Nine. Oh wait, no, no, the Sparks, the Sparks. They have the ten. Sorry, now, Sparks this, got nine. This is a team that befits recent acquisitions that a lot of people have as not just a playoff contender but potentially mm-hmm. a finals contender. Like you got Liz. Who had the Sparks as a finals contender? <laughs> okay, maybe I'm just talking for me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh no, mean. think about it. You got no, they Christy have, Tolliver. You got the you got the Guma K sisters, both Neka and Shanae. You got Liz. You got Hollywood, Kennedy Carter. You got Katie Lou Samerson, who um Jordan Canada. So you have some players on there that have championship experience. Then you have some others that have deep torn, deep runs. Christy and, Tolliver. Christy you, have, Tolliver. You, have experience, you have experienced players from the Sparks. Yeah. Um, They're bringing back Jasmine the, Walker. Like, I, I've said this in every, every platform that I've been on. Derek Fisher pulled a robbery heist in free agency. Yeah. People like to talk about his coaching, but as a GM, he can recruit players. You've seen it happen in WNBA free agency. You just uh, listed a long list of talent that he was able to acquire. The Sparks had no money going into free agency. Mm-hmm was able to, you know, finesse, yeah, you know, and free agency to get key players that can help them, you know, get back to what we know the Sparks franchise can do and, and be. And so at and the got people to accept some pretty favorable contracts. Right. Exactly. Because Jordan Canada probably very well could have demanded more money elsewhere. But mm-hmm. She decided to and go people home. sleep on Jordan Canada and her yeah. game. I don't know why. She's a two-time WBA champion. Um, given the right opportunity and usage on the floor, people will they're gonna see like she might have her best season yet right now. So uh okay, so at number nine, I'm gonna say to add on to the young core, Desky Henderson to the sparks. Because oh you don't know one if Christie's going to do her full contract i mean i know they said that you know her position with the dallas mavericks won't interfere with her last year on her contract with the sparks but you know if they need a backup guard or player um then i'm going with henny because she proved in her final game for the gamecocks that you know she is that girl like she scored a career high what um what was it? 26 points in that game points. against UConn. She's crafty. She's a two-way guard. She's small. She plays both sides of the ball. She plays well. both sides of the floor. Like you could not stop her in transition during that. If you watch the last game against UConn, but also she gets it done on both sides of the court in a backcourt of Kennedy Carter and Destiny Henderson. That is like the future yeah. of the Sparks. If I'm Derek Fisher, I'm going with Henny. Thinking, yo, like, and then, like, Henny and Kimmy Carter's, their game is kind of similar with how crafty they are. Yeah. Like, reminiscent of, like, an Allen Iverson, Kyrie Irving, Cappy Pondexter type of game, like, infused. And so... I didn't even think about Henny going to the Sparks, but because in the guard spot, they got Sykes, they got Taya, they got Jordan. But we're thinking long-term, right? Like, long-term, this right. This is last year on the sparks in her contract why not draft penny that's true that's true i didn't think about that okay and and you know the sparks Derek love the love the make throw some surprises in there so we're gonna see Listen, all right why not <laughs> now number 10 because this is wait, where wait, i wait. had so her you didn't have penny at number nine so who did you have going to the sparks no Num- i honestly left that one blank i okay. left that one blank um i thought that so many people could slip in there yeah, they could. I just didn't know what they were going to take because I said that that may have been a pick that they traded elsewhere because they they got a full roster. They do. Like, they, they got do. they got all the bigs. They got wings. They got the guards. So it's like, what would they keep, or who would they take, and would they keep them if or would they move them? 
Now, right. if that is a pick that was going to be traded to Phoenix or Seattle, I said for sure that it would have been Henny. Between nine or ten, I had that it could go with Henny because I still think that one, Indiana wouldn't keep this pick. Probably this could also be on the move, as I said before, for someone else. And the reason why I said that is because think about Sue. It is she stated that it's her last year. We don't know about DT yet, but those are both squads that may we'll need their point guard of the future. Right. Because on the storm, you got you have Sue and you have Epiphany Prince. I'm not sure if they signed another guard in free agency that I off the top of my mind. So they are older guards. So I'm like, okay, they need probably some some youth there. Henny, yeah. I mean, obviously they got Jewel, um, who can play point if need be. But like Henny would probably be there, and then if you think about Phoenix, if they traded for this pick, D if DT retires, yeah, you got Skyler, but then who's going to be the backup? Just just I can see Seattle and the Sparks kind of trading the pick I, off. I honestly because one in free agency they already have that relationship of trading players. I mean, yeah. you saw, you know what happened um, with the trades there, so they could trade Henny. The, the at number nine, the Sparks to trade that pick to Seattle and give yeah. them Henny. And I, can I really feel like Henny's going to end up in Seattle, reunite her with Kiki. Um, and then based off of Sue and DT doing the telecast, we're really big on Henny's game, so mm-hmm. we could see. And I also think that these are the spots where someone who may not have been projected, possibly in Avena. Um, Westbrook could pop up there because she has that guard experience. Um, you know, she played point at, at, at both UConn and Tennessee. So could she be a sleeper to move up? Um, Kayla Pointer. Um, so yeah, those are I'm gonna get to Kayla. I'm gonna call Kayla Pointer's name with this next pick to the aces. So well, we said you said nine and ten is gonna get traded. I feel That's like true. nine or ten is gonna be traded. So you have so I had destiny to the sparks, but that pick could get traded to Seattle, but still I have, still have them selecting Henny. Henny, okay. Who you got and for 10? I would say Nas uh Hillman. See, I had Nas with 11. The only reason I said Nas is because they already got Cheney, Neca, Amanda Zowie B, and Liz. And Jazz Jazz Walker is kind of a bigger body too, but she can shoot. Jazz was like the best shooter for Alabama. Jazz can shoot it. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, hmm, maybe, maybe Nas wouldn't go there. I can see it happening. Um, it'll be it'll be interesting because she obviously will need to um I think the the report on her was mm-hmm. 15 feet and that's it. Yeah. Um, so can she get a can she develop develop a jumper? Can she develop um beyond the stripe, beyond the arc? And so I think. Uh, she would probably need to go somewhere to probably work a little bit down low. That may be why the Aces could get her because mm-hmm. if... I have Alyssa Kinane. Oh my Aces. god! Oh my god, Alyssa! So to take, I'm Alyssa choosing her if I'm the Aces. Alyssa can shoot it too. So you got she boom. can. She's a versatile big, and we talk about Becky Hammond and what she was saying in those press conferences. She wants players who can space out the floor. Yeah. Players who are versatile. That four out one in. Now, although she struggles, she struggles. She may struggle defensively at the five when we talk about other centers in the league at that position, Sylvia right. uh, Cambridge. She may struggle defense in some defensive matchups in and around the league. But if I'm thinking Becky Hammond and how she wants to move her offense, I'm thinking Alyssa is the best choice for the Aces. Okay. Another name that has come up there has been one of the guards. Um Veronica Burton. Mm, I had her at 12 to the sun. Henny's, Henny's name has come up a lot too um, as a guard. Um, Kayla Pointer, obviously she's uh, Nikki Farkas's niece. So, you know, like <laughs> look out for your family, maybe. Right, she right. Get Kayla in there, get her a job. So, you know, keep that money in the family. But that that could be interesting. Yeah, that, that, that four and one for, for Becky Hammond. Now I'm stumped. I'm upset now because I, like I said, I feel like the the from six below of the draft, anything could happen, and we saw mm, in 2021, absolutely. anything and everything happened. Well, so. the Aces did also sign Kalani Brown to a training camp contract, but she's like a true, true center, right? Center. Like she's not about. pulling up and popping no three, right? 
I mean, she did it in Athletes Unlimited, but she's not going to do that on, you know, right. everyday game, you know? So I, I, that's why I say Alyssa to the Aces. Okay. Who you got at 12? Veronica Burton to Connecticut because, right? Like, I think Ty Young was the one who said in her Athletes Unlimited interview about how when in college you may be a certain type of player, but once you get to the league, you know, certain coaches want you to use some of your strengths just to, for the betterment of the team. And so mm-hmm. Burton is someone who is a good passer, someone who can set up a John Paul Jones, Demona Bonner on plays. Um, and Kurt likes defense. Right. Exactly. She's a good passer. Um, we look at, you know, what their team looks like next year in 2023. A few people will be free agents and Courtney Williams and a few others. And so guard wise. And so um, I say, they draft her. They use her in practice as a body um, in training camp as well. Um, in games, maybe she'll get a little playing time, but she's a great passer, defensive guard um, that can help and set up other players. Okay. Okay. I see that. Um, oh, so I thought that maybe when you're thinking about defense, depending on how they envision um, John Quayle, Alyssa, mm-hmm. Bree Jones, obviously, those three there. Would they try to get maybe another four or five player? Would that be a Lorella Kubai, Kubai from Georgia Tech? Because she's def- she is a I mean, but they also player. signed Joyner Holmes to a, tra- a training oh. camp. So that's why I'm saying Veronica Burton gets you some guards because you already have right. a lot of these games. And they signed the um, Taj Cole. Taj Cole, exactly. So training camp is going to be super competitive, number one, for the Connecticut Sun. But Taj Cole is also a two-way guard. She's so just trade everything. Just trade everything to Seattle and Phoenix and what, what Chicago? Chicago got some space. No, they ain't got no. They ain't got no money. You're right. That's so why Lexi's need... going to LA. We forgot they... Lexi Brown oh, is going to Lexi's LA. She's in LA too. Oh my God. This first round. Ooh, these first rounds. Expand the W because it's so much talent in this draft class, not enough spots on teams. I mean, if someone trades a pick to Phoenix, right? Because I don't want to be the one to say it, but we don't know when Brittany Griner is coming back. Mm-hmm. And so, like, we don't know what that movement is going to be like. Right. And to be honest, because of salary cap space, these picks will probably be more attractive because they're cheaper. Mm-hmm. Um, as has been mentioned before, um, elsewhere, second rounder and third rounder contracts are more attractive because those are even cheaper than the first round, obviously. Right. So right. we could see so- a lot of these rookies maybe make a spot, because not because they beat someone in training camp, but because hey, you were cheaper ten thousand dollars cheaper than this person that got three years experience or twenty or thirty thousand dollars cheaper. So wow, that's this 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 draft is gonna be interesting. It's gonna be one to definitely watch. Um I do mm-hmm. think as Christina has said it is a deep draft and um and then some teams want to wait for the, the long haul right the next year and the year after uh-huh we're talking about generational talent yeah. Coming into the W. And that's and when so, I definitely hope that we, we've gotten to the feet of, or gotten to that, that expansion part of the league. I'm hearing rumors, but we're going to see. Everybody's been hearing rumors about possible expansion, but, you know, that's neither here nor there. But like you said, yeah, generational talent. You got your Leah Boston's, your Rakia Jackson's, your, your Paige, your Caitlin's. Over the next two years, Zaya Cooks, you got those players coming in that – are going to get a spot are going mm-hmm. to get a spot. So we just have to see what's happened. So whew, the draft is going to be fun. I'm going to be there. Christina's going to be there. We're both going to be bringing you amazing content um, throughout our various outlets and channels. So Christina, before I let you go, I know I've kept you a little bit already before I let <laughs> you go. What do you want to say to everyone out there that's listening and definitely tell them how to find you. My, what I want to say to all those listening, one, support women's sports, and two, support independent creators, Black creators especially. 
Um, and yeah, follow Girls Talk Sports TV on all social media. On Instagram, we're girlstalksports.tv. You can follow me for your latest breaking news on Twitter at Christina. That's with the K-H. Um, and then every Wednesday, I'm on Spotify Green Room hosting Women's Sports Wednesday, where my co-hosts are the fans. And so you can join in on the conversation for the latest and greatest in women's sports. Thank you, Pitero. Thank you, Christina, <laughs> so much for taking the time out to be here. And as always, I appreciate it. So I'm going to see you tomorrow at the draft, and we're going to have a good time. Absolutely. See you at the draft, Pitero. Peace out. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, okay, that's this week's show. So I want to say once again, a big thank you to Christina for taking the time out of her busy schedule to grace about that with her presence. Well, she wasn't really here. So is it still her presence? So gracing about that with her voice. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> but no, seriously, um, thank you, Christina, for all that you do, all that you will do, and all that you have done. And yeah, I'm so appreciative of the opportunity to just chat with you a little bit. And, you know, let's see how those draft picks, what do you think? people gonna go let's see how that turns out obviously the draft is tomorrow so make sure you all tune in this has been a very special episode on a big whopping happy sunday so hope you all enjoy i'll be at the draft tomorrow along with christina and other members of the media and obviously the in-person draft pick so hopefully have a chance to get some interviews for you all some live footage from the actual draft that's going on so i'll go ahead and incorporate all that into the episode for next week as well so it's been a pleasure speaking with you all as always make sure you tell a friend to tell a friend to subscribe to the show follow me on twitter and instagram at it's b terrell that's i-t-s-b-t-e-r-r-e-l-l and the show on Instagram and Twitter as well at about that BW. And also if you have any questions, things you want to ask me, ask future guests, things you want me to talk about, email us at about that BW at gmail.com. So it's been a pleasure until next time. Peace out. Ciao. Sayonara. Deuces. It's your girl Mel, and you've been kicking it with B Terrell on about that. And um, I'm gonna need you to pull up every single week. But before you do that, make sure you subscribe, like, rate, and tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend because it's going down each and every week. See ya.